everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and as always, we're so glad that you've joined us. That's right, Dr. Linda. Great to be here again in the studio. And by the way, have you noticed this new table we have here? Honestly, I did not notice oh. it was a new table. <laughs> and the weekend's fantastic because of this wonderful new table. table. Right. Well, you know, Dr. Linda, during the stay-at-home time, people learned a lot about each other. When you're stuck in the house with the same people over a long period of time, you really get to know uh, how they react. And that can be good for some couples and some families. You know, they get closer, they learn more about each other, they're spending a lot more time together. But it also can be a little bit difficult, like you said, Chris, for some families. I mean, I've heard people say being alone in the house with my spouse has brought out the worst, <laughs> the worst in me, not the <laughs> right. best in me. And others have said that they found out really how toxic their relationship was. And they saw things about their partner that they didn't really see before. You use the word toxic, and that's a strong word. Um, when someone says they are in a toxic relationship, what exactly do they mean? I think the easiest way to think of that is that they're in a relationship where they have more harm going on in that relationship than really good in the relationship. But, you know, it can be at various degrees. You can have really unhealthy parts of your relationship and not have the entire relationship be toxic. So I'm not talking about that. When you're talking about a relationship that really is difficult, high conflict, toxic, it involves the emotional parts of, of the relationship, the spiritual parts, and even in some cases when a relationship is really toxic, you can have some physical damage that happens. So that's a real contrast in terms of what a healthy relationship should look like, where there's mutual caring, there's compassion for each other, there's respect. You try to bring out the best that you can. In healthy relationships, you really do feel safe and comfortable. You feel secure in a healthy relationship. In toxic ones, you don't feel secure. You feel kind of scared. It feels unsafe. And a lot of times it feels harmful. And what confuses me, though, is so many people get into these really awful relationships. And you read about these toxic uh, relationships on the news. A boyfriend beats a child, the, the mother's child. A woman by, bites her husband during an argument. Why do these people get together in the first place? I'm even thinking about prison the people that get in relationships with people in prison. <laughs> I've always wanted to study that, Chris, because I really right. do not understand that. Unless they feel safe because the person's behind bars. <laughs> I don't know. That would be a bad idea then, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there are a lot of different reasons why people do this. You can actually start thinking that person is healthy and get in that relationship and then find yourself in the middle of it. Or, you know, think about people you work with where you get to know them a little bit more and then you go, uh-oh, Mm. Being in a relationship with this person is not so good. I've seen that in churches. Have you seen that in churches? In church of all places, yes. Yeah, yeah. where you get to know somebody or you're, you're starting to do something on a committee and the person is constantly undermining you or doing something to make that relationship bad. So I think you have to think about, do I start knowing that this is a problem or do I get into this relationship because there's something about this person, they're not treating me very well, but I have some bad history or I have some needs that need to be met and I'm just going to take whatever I can get. I think there's a lot of reasons why people get into these relationships. The problem is once you're in them, you need to recognize that they are toxic and learn to get out of them. And that's actually what we are talking about today, the red flags to look for and then to know how to react. Yeah. And, you know, people aren't perfect. 
And we're not talking about that. You know, sometimes we don't act well when we're tired, we're stressed. And that doesn't mean that we're in a toxic relationship because we get upset with each other (laughs) in a relationship. But when you're with someone who is constantly problematic, and maybe they're just constantly intense, they can never laugh or enjoy or do anything. It's just all this intensity. You feel this this tightness when they walk in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe the feeling you have in the relationship is I'm exhausted. Mm, Right. I've been in those kind of relationships where the person is very needy sometimes, Mm -hmm. or they're just constantly wanting you to do stuff their way. And then you can be in relationships that are obviously damaging. Like I would say somebody who's physically abusing someone, that would be a very toxic relationship to be in. Well, there's a psychologist who defines toxic people. Now, I don't always like to label somebody toxic. I think what we're talking about is you get in a relationship with someone where the interpersonal dynamics end up being very toxic with each other. But there was a woman named Dr. Lillian Glass who wrote this book. It was back a long time ago in 1995 where she wrote about toxic people. And she said any relationship between people when they don't support each other, where there's constant conflict and one seeks to undermine the other, or where there's this competition where there's disrespect and there's a lack of cohesiveness. So it's a lot of different kinds of things. But she is talking about the relationship and what it's what's characterized. So I don't think that I would label someone toxic. That's not a good thing to do. But if you're looking at your relationship and you're listening to us today and you're thinking, there are some things I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of disrespect. I'm seeing a lot of personal attack. You might want to start thinking about, is this a healthy relationship or is it a toxic one? I can see the undermining part. I've had this experience with people who I've worked for. Yeah, well, you and I have privately talked about that a little bit. We won't you know, talk about the specifics, but unfortunately, when you work with bosses who are very insecure um, and they don't want you really to rise, they undermine the kind of work that you do and they're constantly trying to make them look better rather than you look better. I think we could call that a toxic relationship. And when we look for the signs, there really is one telltale sign And that is if you're spending more time trying to avoid the person or you're fighting Mm. the person, I think that should be the first thing you think about. Why do I always want to avoid being with this person? Or when I am with this person, why am I constantly in a conflict or fighting? I think we all know that when there is some form of violence or abuse or harassment that you are in a toxic relationship. that's kind of a given, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That one's a lot more obvious, but it's the more subtle things that unhealthy people do that uh, might keep us in dysfunction. Cases of physical violence in the home actually did rise significantly. Did you know that during the the COVID time and the Mm. stay at home? We're seeing way more cases of domestic violence. I mean, people are cooped up. Law enforcement actually picked up on that and said, you know, we're not getting the calls that we normally would. What's going on here? And they picked up on that. There is a domestic violence hotline. I want to say that in case you're listening and you're thinking, I know someone who's stuck in that position. You can call this hotline 24-7. The number is 1-800-799-7233. I think that last part stands for SAFE. Mm. So you can remember it as 1-800-799-SAFE. Well, let's go back to the more subtle things that are not related to the physical danger. Things like jealousy, possessiveness, manipulation. Just a few things that are are problematic, (laughs) right, that we kind of think about. (laughs) Well, things that aren't easy to see right away. And how do you avoid these types of relationships? Yeah. Do you think anyone goes into a relationship and says, I'm going to go in that relationship because there's so many unhealthy things going on in that relationship? (laughs) I mean, do you think people actually start and say, 
that person's super jealous. Right. So I think I'm going to have a relationship with him or her. There may be someone somewhere who has done that, <laughs> but not generally. Yeah, I think a lot of this is unconscious that if you were in a relationship in your original family where there was something like jealousy and insecurity going on and you were with it all the time, that there's something that feels really familiar in a relationship with another adult. You've seen it before. It's familiar. So you might not pick it up as a problem because it looks a little bit different. One of the things is that you find people that are similar to the people that you've dealt with in your life, or like we said before, you get into one of these and then you start to really get to know a person and you find out that they're not at all what they looked like they were going to be. Can you give an example? Yeah. So let's say you had a parent who was really passive and they held back emotionally. So they didn't share their emotions. They were just really passive. You might choose a partner who is more elusive or passive or cold, and you might not even make that connection. Because if your dad was like that, then mm. your husband is like that, it's going to feel very familiar to you. Or you could go completely the opposite, and you would find someone who's just really overbearing, <laughs> really active in your life, and you think, okay, that's good because I'm not going to be. But the problem is you don't find someone moderate. It's usually mm. one of those extremes. And you're selecting someone based on what's familiar, and that's not always healthy. We have to look at our relationships and say, are our original relationships healthy? And if they are, then maybe I am going to make a good selection. What about the person who tries to provoke negative reactions in you? What is going on with them that leads to this unhealthy behavior? It, it's all about trust. When people aren't sure that they can trust you, what they do is they provoke you and they want to see if you're going to stay with them, if you're still going to be there, even though they're not acting maybe their best. Wow, this is a, a lot to think about in this first segment. We're just getting started on our topic of toxic relationships. We need to take a quick break, but then more about what to look for in order to avoid toxic relationships. Mother and daughter relationships are powerful, and they impact all our other relationships. Think about it. The way you react with your mom typically is the way you might react with other people. Yet this important bond can be filled with tension when both women try to find their own voice and develop a sense of self. So working through the mother-daughter relationship can be a challenge, but it is so worth the effort. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, and I would love to help you navigate this important relationship and strengthen it to the best it can be. That's why I wrote, I love my mother, but a book to strengthen the mother-daughter relationship. We all love our mothers, but sometimes we need a little help working through our differences. I love my mother, but available on my website, drlindamintel.com or online where books are sold. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Letting Go of Worry by Dr. Linda Mintel, available on her website at drlindamintel.com and online. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online, drlindamental.com. And remember, you can listen to our podcast anytime 
on iTunes. And if you think this show may be helpful to someone you know, tell them about the podcast. And let me remind you that Dr. Linda's book, I Love My Mother, But, is a book about mother-daughter relationships, and you can find that online as well. Dr. Linda, I have not read that book. About mothers and daughters? No. For, for some reason, it seems a little bit out there your, for me. Right? It's not your type of reading. Okay. <laughs> but I'm guessing that you talk about helping mothers and daughters not get to the point where their relationship is toxic. Yeah, because that can be a very toxic relationship between adult mothers and adult daughters. And so I do address that. I talk about when your mom might be narcissistic or alcoholic or depressed, and all of that can lead to a lot of problems between each other. And there's a lot of practical tips in that book that probably will relate to the things that we're talking about today. Well, today we're not just picking on mothers and daughters, but Thank goodness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's pick on dads and sons That's and right. <laughs> co-workers and workers. Yeah, anyone. <laughs> anyone. Anyone right. who can be toxic. Okay, Dr. Linda, what about when people see this in toxic relationships, but they excuse it? Yeah, and I've seen that a lot in romantic relationships. Uh, let me give you an example. You know, the red flags were waving mm -hmm. in the air and the person just ignored it. Well, yeah, he's disrespectful to his mother, but, you know, he never does that with me. Yeah, just wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it does come out. Or this is one I've heard. You know, he just doesn't seem to have friends, but it's because he's so dedicated to his job. Hmm. Now, it could be dedicated to his job, but I'm starting to think in my mind, if I'm in that relationship, why doesn't he spend time with any of his friends? Mm -hmm. Or this one, you know, he has a temper, but he's under a lot of pressure. You know, all of these are excuses that we make for, you know, I'm not sure about his temper. I'm seeing a temper now. What's going to happen when I stay in this relationship over time? It's probably not going to get better. And then you find out that your eyes are a little bit open later and things are not what you thought they were going to be. Well, would it help to ask the other people what they see in the person as well? I would think that they could offer a perspective that maybe we are too close to see. I think so. Don't you think, have you ever done that in a relationship where you're going, something's not right here, mm -hmm. it doesn't feel right? And then you ask one of your friends, do you see a problem with the way that relationship is going? Well, it's like this show. I've said, should I be doing this show <laughs> with Dr. Linda? <laughs> I think it's a toxic relationship right, yeah. that we have. And people always say, no, it's fine. Keep, it's fine. You're, you're Keep fine. <laughs> Well, then listen to those people because they're right, That's right? right yeah. But to that point, Chris, this this is an actual story. I used to a tour with Ruth Graham, and she tells this story over and over when she's on in a conference how she would pick a relationship and her parents would say to her, Ruth, this is not a good relationship. This mm. is not a healthy relationship you're in. And she says that she would ignore them almost every time and she got wow. into these really bad relationships and the good part of her story was no matter how much she didn't listen to her mom and dad they always welcomed her with open arms mm. so they were still there for her but in retrospect she says boy I should have listened to my mom and dad. They saw things I wasn't seeing. It takes a very independent person to tell Billy Graham to, to go fly a kite. <laughs> exactly right. But you know, you're close to that relationship right. emotionally. So if you're feeling like you're in love or you're having these great emotions for someone, it's kind of overriding that thinking part of your brain. Mm. And you're not really thinking and using your judgment like you would if you didn't have that emotional involvement. And that's one of the problems. Right. Here's one we don't think about much. Ask yourself, how do you physically feel in this relationship? Yeah, if you're feeling tense all the time, your mm. body is kind of wound up, and you're feeling like you're exhausted, like we talked about before, something's going on. And so you should pay attention to how your body feels during that relationship. When you work around you know, a toxic coworker or a toxic boss, it 
physically can make you ill and no fun to be around. I think that's very common for people. Right. So those are physical signs that say, hey, this might not be the healthiest relationship. Would you think maybe if you were struggling with anxiety, you could maybe take a survey of your relationships and say, hmm, maybe this is the cause of that? Yeah. So maybe it is you have to make some changes in the relationship and then sometimes maybe you have to get out of the relationship too. You know, I keep talking about bosses, but here's one of the toxic things that I've, I've noticed. You have to watch every little thing you say. They're trying to silence you, don't you think? I mean, mm-hmm. after a while, if you bring up things, you try to talk and they don't let you talk, they're just silencing you. And then you, and then don't you get to the point where you go, why talk? Right. Why am I even bringing this up? It's not going to do anything. <laughs> and then and the so- boss comes back and says, why don't you ever have any good <laughs> ideas? <laughs> and actually, we've talked about an yes. exchange like that right. where we've gone, really? Because when mm-hmm. I do bring up an idea, you respond so negatively to the idea. Right. So really pay attention to that one, because if you're starting to think, I'm just being silenced in the relationship. I can't say anything. If I do, the other person accuses me of being aggressive or they get infuriated and you're Mm -hmm. just withdrawing into yourself. Really pay attention to that because that's a problem. What do you do, though, if that boss or coworker is someone you just have to deal with? Yeah. Yeah. And that's you can't leave the relationship. Right. Because it's your boss. So I think the best strategy in those cases is just to have as little interaction as possible. You know, you're not going to fix that thing. You're not going to fix that person. So just minimize your contact. Don't be confrontational because you usually don't win in those cases. And don't try to get deep with the person because that doesn't work typically. Mm. Just be very factual. Be kind to the person. Control your reaction, but just minimize the times you have to be together. Something I've noticed about toxic relationships, questions become traps. Yeah. Let me give you a couple examples of that. If somebody says, well, Would you rather go out with your friends or stay home with me? You know what they're saying in that um, if you answer that, it's normally if you're in a healthy relationship, they might say, yeah, I think tonight I want to go out with my friends. Mm -hmm. But in a toxic relationship, it's a trap, like you said, Chris, because they're looking at you and going, are you going to give me the right answer? And if you don't, you're in trouble. See, I think control is a big part of a toxic relationship. Yeah, it's a game. Their their MO is to put you down and to get to your weaknesses because then they feel strong. When you feel bad, then they can manipulate you more and they can take advantage of you. So it's a unfair way to work in a relationship. This portion brought to you by Henry Cloud. They don't respect your boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it Cloud and Townsend? I think so, yeah. There's two people that wrote that book, Boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. And it's so funny when we talk about that book because I was actually sent that book to read mm. by the publisher before it was published. Really? And the publisher asked me, what do you think of this idea? And I went, oh, everybody knows boundaries. And look how wrong I was. Right, Apparently, yeah. everybody doesn't know about that. We do now because of that great book. But boy, that is such an issue. If they don't keep your boundaries... It's not healthy. What about kids and our teenagers and the ones that hang around with the wrong people? Is that toxic? Yeah, especially if they're trying to get you to do things that you know you're not supposed to do or unhealthy. I mean, we can just look at the culture. There's so many examples of this. You know, Whitney Houston with Bobby Brown, Amy Winehouse with her boyfriend. As she was rising to fame, you know, they were reinforcing each other's really bad substance use uh, habits. And that eventually led to her death, which was really sad to have that happen. So you have to instill in your kids, you got to choose your friends wisely. And the same is true for adults. Choose your friends wisely. Don't choose people who are toxic to be around. Oh, again, that's a lot to think about in that segment. But uh, we do need to take a break. After the break, let's talk about how to deal with a toxic relationship. You may be in the middle of one right now and need to make a change more after the break. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. And I'm Dr. James Cribbs, and we co-authored a book, Living Beyond Pain. If you're one of the 100 million people suffering from chronic pain, this is a book for you, Living Beyond Pain, in stores now. Some days, I simply have to fight discouragement. When those days come, I like to read the Psalms and meditate on the cure for my discouragement. Take Psalm 103, for example. David, feeling discouraged, talks to himself in a way that uplifts his soul. He tells his soul to bless the Lord and to remember the benefits of serving God. David wrote this psalm to encourage himself in the Lord, something I know I need to do regularly. Instead of focusing on all of his problems, David decided to engage his will and rehearsed the goodness of God. He begins the psalm by blessing the Lord. Then he speaks to his soul and reminds himself of all that God does for those who are faithful to him. So when you feel discouraged, do what David did and encourage yourself in the Lord. It will transform that discouragement to praise and gratitude. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And today's topic is toxic relationships. And we have a lot more to talk about. But before we move on, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. And there you will find her blogs, books, and you can connect on social media. And remember, an easy way to know what she's writing about each day is to follow her on Twitter and Facebook at Dr. Linda Mental. And you can listen to the podcast on iTunes. And Dr. Linda. Wait, Chris, do you hear anything? The dog snoring again. <laughs> so in the studio, she's snoring. She, right. We're putting the dog to sleep. <laughs> yeah, if you're driving along, don't take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the big question on today's program, can toxic relationships change? Well, yes, they can change. Now, the important part of this conversation is that you have to have two willing partners if you're actually going to change that relationship. Mm-hmm. Because if you have one person who's trying to act in a healthy way and the other person isn't, one of you is going to win. What if someone just won't change? They just will not do it. Okay, so here's one of the workshops that I do and I teach people. If you're in a relationship, you're stuck in this pattern, right? So Mm -hmm. you, you act one way and he responds the other way and it's very unhealthy. You can change your step in the dance of that relationship. Mm -hmm. So if you decide I'm not going to continue to respond a certain way and you stay with that and you stay with it over and over and over, eventually that relationship has to change because you're not doing the same thing that you always did. Now, this is really hard for people to do. Let's say I criticize you all the time and I'm Mm -hmm. just criticizing you and you just take it. And then you decide, you know what? I'm going to change that relationship. I'm going to be assertive Hmm. and I'm going to say, hey, Dr. Linda, I don't like to be talked to like that. Right. What am I going to do, Chris? I'm going to keep doing that to you until you go back to the old way and just give in. But you, if you stand firm and you keep saying, no, don't talk to me like that. No, please don't talk to me like that. And you keep staying like a broken record. Mm-hmm. Eventually, somebody has to give and hopefully it's the other person. The likelihood then is, is the person will change if you stand your ground? If you stand your ground, but it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. I've worked with couples with this. And in, in this one instance I'm thinking of where I worked with this couple and she would say he would never talk to her when he'd come home at night. It was Mm -hmm. very, very lonely. She was very sad. And she just kept saying to him, I feel so alone in this house. And he would get madder Mm -hmm. and madder and he still didn't talk to her. And I said, just keep saying that. Like for weeks, I had her say, I feel so alone in this house. And then one day uh, he got up and left moved out for a while. And she goes, she came back to to therapy and she goes, well, that didn't work. And I said, well, just, just wait, just wait. He's going to call you. Sure enough, he called her 
And she just kept saying, I feel so alone in this relationship. And eventually he said, all right, all right, I've had enough. Mm-hmm. We'll go into therapy. We'll work on this. The dance analogy is good because if you change up the step, the person either has to step with you or they right. fall down and they go somewhere else. Right. And then if you put enough tension in that relationship, think about like a tug of war. You're mm-hmm. holding on to somebody and there's tension. Somebody has to give one way or the other. If you're the person who doesn't give in a negative way, that can be good. That can change the relationship. And you're you're kind of, you're not demanding healthy behavior, but you're saying, I'm going to act healthy until you start to come around. Does that same idea work for people who are not in your family? You could try this with people that are not in your family. You may get in a lot of trouble because they, mm-hmm. they, they have the power. Right. So if you're at a workplace, let's say, and you try this, you might get in a lot of trouble with your boss. Sometimes it's better just to look at the person, nod and smile and go, okay, and just let it go on, especially if you don't have to be in that relationship with the person right. long term. You know, a lot of this is hard work and it's, it's hard to do. Would it help if you just knew yourself better? Yeah, I think it does help a lot because you don't want to just be acting without understanding what really is, what is a healthy component of a relationship. So you have to have some awareness of that. You have to be confident that when you take a stand on something, you're doing the right thing, no matter what that other person is trying to drag you into in that relationship. And you know, Chris, our self-worth really comes from God. And that's where we get our esteem. We call it God esteem a lot of times because our esteem comes from God. So I would say that you pray, that you say, God, your word shows me in your word. There's a lot of information on what's healthy in a relationship. Help me to stand in those principles and make sure that I'm not getting dragged into something unhealthy and doing things just because people are pressuring me or wanting me to act a certain way. Dr. Linda, we are at the end of the program. How important is it to get support when you try to disengage from a toxic relationship? It's very important because you really do need to recognize what attracted you to that relationship. And sometimes talking to somebody can help you kind of figure out what is it about me that I put up with that behavior or I was attracted to somebody with that type of value system or the way they behaved. So I would say use your support system to gain some perspective. Find someone at work or outside of work that you can talk to on a regular basis so they can kind of give you a check on your behavior at times. Get their insight and their assistance when you need it. Something as simple as explaining the situation to someone else can sometimes give you a new perspective. Most of the time, other people can see a solution that you can't because you're so involved in the moment and so emotionally in that situation. And most of all, I would say, Chris, begin to pray about the relationship. Pray and ask God to give you wisdom, give you some discernment in that relationship, and maybe lead you to someone who can maybe see the situation better than you can. And if it isn't a relationship that you have to be in, I would say get out of that relationship as soon as possible and try to find people who are much healthier. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, our engineer and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. 
Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.